Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Good morning. So good to see you at 9 a.m. at Faith Renewed this morning. I'm excited you're here, and I just want to welcome all those who are with us for the very first time this morning. If this is your first time celebrating, hanging out, worshiping Jesus with us at Faith Renewed, we just want to tell you we're glad you're here. So would you let them know it this morning, how excited you are to have them? Amen. Is, is Alaric connected over there? Is he in there? All right. Hey, we have a very first time, not guest, but part of our family, a new uh, baby who is now part of our family. Uh, Joshua and Nikki, stand up and just show Alaric to us if you can. He's in there somewhere. Let them know how excited you are about that little gift. Amen. We're so excited to have them. And, uh, and again, don't forget, sign up for ba- uh, baby dedications, and uh, next week we're going to be having that. And um, if you're wondering, you see a lot of that. Um, it's in the water around here, as we've heard that. And so I even, Cheyenne even said this week, she's not even going to get near the baptism water because she's just concerned about how, 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 how much there is going on around here that. But uh, no, it's exciting. Bible, you know, he, he, God told us the very first commandment, be fruitful, multiply. And so we take the Bible serious around this church. Amen. Well, do this again if you would. Uh, If you brought a Bible, uh, turn with me to Matthew 28. Matthew 28. Thank you. Thank you. Whoever was giving us some. Matthew 28. Yeah. If you use the YouVersion Bible app, you can do this right now. It's a very cool app. Um, You can go to and uh, actually follow along in this message by clicking more than events. And you can follow along with that. And we're back in Matthew 28. Uh, We were here last week. Back in it again this week, reading a different portion of it. So if you got it, say amen. amen. If you're still looking, say, hang on, I'm still looking. Y'all good. Let's do it. Let's read verses 19 and 20. Let's do it. It says, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. And this is, if you don't know, this is red letter. This is Jesus speaking. And he said, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them. Somebody say baptizing them. Yeah. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them. Somebody say teaching them. Amen. To observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always. Aren't you thankful he's with us always? Amen. Even to the end of the age, and Jesus amened himself, and uh, he said, amen. And uh, let's pray. Let's talk to him. So, Father, thank you today for your presence in this room. Thank you, Lord, today for your word. Thank you for life, Lord, those who have crossed over, Lord, today. And we celebrate it today through baptism in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Look at your neighbor and ask them, just to say, why? Just why? Really, Why? Yeah, yeah. If you're wondering, this is a second week of a series we kicked off 
last week entitled simply one word, why, and it's a question. And so last week we, we talked about the very first point in the, or the very first message in this series was why Jesus. And um, we, we did this, this series is about answering questions that you may have. And you may wonder again, why does faith renewed look like it looks? Do what it does. And why do we worship the way we worship? And why do we worship who we worship? And maybe even today, wonder a lot, man, you know, why, man, is, is people so excited uh, about to come to church? I've been to other churches, and it may not be like this, but man, why? It's a great question, and we need to know the answers. So the first one is simply this, it's why Jesus. And that's the, that's the main reason we do anything and everything that we do here is because of Jesus. And so last week, I gave you just three simple things, and a lot of times I do that as he gives it to me, but I said this, it was just three things because of Jesus, and this is why we follow him, why we serve him, and it's because, first, it's because of what he said, amen? It's because of what he said, and I love it. He made some very powerful statements, and then he did this. Secondly, we learned it's because of what he did. Not only did he say it, he did it, man. He backed it up, every word. He backed up what he said, who he said he was, the things that he said he would do. He said, man, three days, I'm going to come again. And, man, you know what he did three days later? I'm back, baby. And he stepped onto the scene, and he is alive today. We celebrated it last week. Amen. And we celebrate it today. And finally, it was this. The answer was this is why he did it. Why did he do what he did? He, he did it because of you. Amen. Why? He did it because of me, because we need salvation. Why did Jesus come out of heaven? Why did he come to earth? Why did he get on the cross, die in our place for our sins, resurrect and send to heaven? Going to come again. Why? Because, man, we needed him. And today we're going to do this. We're going to continue and we're going to look at the last words that the gospel of Matthew records that Jesus spoke. Now, last week, we looked at the very first words that he spoke after his resurrection, after he came back, after he came back from the death, from, from uh, taking our place and our sin. He comes back. And so today, we're going to see this. We're going to see the last words. And these are the last words that Jesus spoke. And how many knows it's the last words that are, like, really critical? All right. I mean, because if you have kids and you've had to deal with them and you start off with some stuff, but you make sure you reiterate Certain things, amen? Come on, you say it again at the end, amen? And this is what Jesus found out. Jesus discovered that the disciples was not paying attention when he said stuff, amen? And it, because, again, he told them, I'm going to come back three days. Amen. What were they doing after he got on the cross and died? Scared, fearful, worried because now their Savior's gone. The one who they thought was going to deliver them, now gone. But so he did this. He said, the last thing I'm going to tell them, and I like this. This is, again, Jesus. He's just wise like that. The last thing he tells them, go make disciples and baptize and teach them. All right? So that's today as we're going to do this. We're going to look at the next why. And so today the why is just simply this. Why baptism? All right, why baptism? In case you're wondering why we're doing this today, why baptism? And baptism, it's just so important. Um, I, I think, uh, personally, it's one of the things that, like, growing up for me in the church I was a part of, we had baptism, but it wasn't, like, really stressed at all, that often. 
It was something that was put on the calendar once in a while, and it was not pushed as much as it should be. You hear, we don't have it every week, but man, we push it so often. It's a continual thing in our church center app for you to sign up and to get baptized. I would love it. I would love logistically, I mean, God gives us a new building in another place, new land, whatever that looks like. I would love it if logistically we could have a baptismal set up that stayed on the ready all the time, man, so that every week, man, if someone comes to Jesus, what we can do? Get in the water, man. Come on, amen. Get in the water. And so, but we, again, it's just hard to do it in this setting, but we want to do this. We want to look at baptism and we want to be prepared and understand why we do baptism here. And first of all, I want to just say this. It's not a ritual. Come on, this is not a just a church tradition that we're doing. For some it may be, but for us it's not just some church tradition. It, it, it is something that is powerful, man. It is powerful when we do this. I'm going to even say this. You, you may not agree, you may, I don't know, but I'm going to say it's even supernatural. Oh, now look, there ain't nothing in this water but water, amen. And uh, but, but man, I believe it's supernatural. You're like, no, no, hold on, Pastor. Why would you make that statement? Because it's something that God has asked us to do. And when we walk in obedience in the natural, it produces supernatural results in our life. Amen. You, if you've done this, man, just a few moments ago, Pastor, he got up and he was just giving us an opportunity to give to God. That was just a natural thing. If you just, you went on the church center app and you tithe, you gave, or you brought it up, that was a natural thing that you're doing. Simple, something that you do physically, but do it in obedience to what God says, and it produces supernatural results in our life. Man, we pray for people right here a lot, and man, we just do it. It's a natural thing. God said to do it. Man, we lay hands on them. Man, it's just something that he said to do. It's a natural thing. What's it produce? Supernatural results in our life. And so there's nothing supernatural in the water, but when we walk in obedience to God's word, man, we see supernatural things happen. And I've seen people get healed when they come up out of the water. I've seen people get set free when they come up out of the water phase. Man, it's amazing. And so again, we baptize and it's so important. And I want you to think about it today. And I want you to think bigger about baptism than you do right now. That's what I want you to think bigger about baptism than you do right now. So what do you mean, Pastor? When you say baptism, what does that mean to faith renewed? What does that look like? So for us, again, because that word, it can mean different things to different people. Same thing last week. Talked about Jesus. It can mean certain separate certain things to certain people. What's it mean to us? Firstly, this is what we believe. And so again, I'm going to try to do this as much as I can during this series. If this is actually these things that we're talking about or in our statement of faith and what we believe, I'm going to try to draw and read from these as much as possible. So this is straight from our statement of faith. This is what we believe. And again, you can find it, read about it on our website, come to a faith track, learn more about faith or new. But we believe that Water baptism is by full immersion, is a direct commandment from our Lord, and is for believers only. Baptism in water is an outward sign of an inward faith. It's a statement to the world that a believer has died or put away the old way of life and has been raised to the new way of life in Christ. I mean, that's what we believe. So when we say baptism, that's what we're talking about. 
All right, so this is what I'm going to do. I want to, some of y'all, if you've looked at the U version uh, event right now, you're looking at that thing and you're saying, Pastor has six points this morning. Look at your neighbor and say, uh oh. <laughs> oh, man. Look at your other neighbor on the other side and say, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Six points today in this. It's not going to be that bad, I promise. Because I want to do this. I just want to break down our statement of faith in this area and look at what we believe. Number one, we believe baptism is by full immersion. Full immersion. That's what, again, that's, that's what we believe. The word even in the Greek, when you see a baptizo, it means to immerse or submerge. All right? It's what, what we see. I love it. You, you, look at, you can look throughout Scripture. When you see baptism taking place, they're not sprinkling. They're, they're, not, they're doing another way. They, they get into water. That's, just, that's, that's what we see when we read the Bible. So, again, we believe what it says, and we want to do everything according to it the best that we can. And I love it. There's so many. I just want to look at a couple. Number one is this. In John chapter 3. You see in verse 23, John was out there baptizing, man. He said he was baptizing in Anon near Salem, and because there was much water there. That's, why, I wonder why he did it right. There was a lot of water in that place. They, they was, they was, that was a place they could do it. And so I'm like, man, that's, so it was like, man, where do you want to get baptized? I mean, right here. We're going to do it right here because there's a lot of water in that little pool right now. So that's how we're going to do it. So there's much water in the front of the sanctuary today. So we're going to baptize right there. And it says, and they did this, and they came and were baptized. And so you see this. Everywhere in Scripture, you see when they baptize, it's by full immersion. Now, there's a lot of cool stories. I encourage you to, to read as many as you can. I love the one in Acts chapter 8 when you see a baptism take place. I mean, it is, it is awesome. There's a guy named Philip who was an evangelist for the Lord, man, who, who shared the gospel, who got out there unashamed, man, to share the truth. I mean, we have a lot of them in this church, amen. Come on, who aren't afraid to give out invite cards, invite people to come, share Jesus. I love it. And so, man, this is what he did. He comes now, again, Philip gets spoken to by the Lord, and he, he, he says this. He tells him, go to Gaza. And so he goes down to Gaza, he, he encounters, Encounters a guy there in Gaza who is riding in a chariot. It's wild, man. This guy's riding in a chariot, and, and, and this is a cool story, man. I don't have time to read it all, but he, he's he's riding. He, the guy's riding in a chariot. Lord's like, hey, go go run beside that guy. That had to have been a trip, you know. I mean, just think about it. if you cruising down the road and you was coming to church, somebody come running beside you. And, you know, what's up? And this, this, this is what happened. He comes down through there. He's running down beside him. And this is what happens. The guy's actually reading Isaiah. He's reading the, from the prophet Isaiah. If, if Philip asked him, he says, man, do you understand that? And it was wild because you would think a lot of times that, man, you know, if you're reading the Bible, you understand it. But a lot of times, man, we read stuff that we're not sure about. Amen. We don't understand. So while we teach and learn and dig into the word. But he did this. He's asking him, and I love it. It was so cool. He was reading Isaiah 53. It's what we looked at last week. Beautiful picture, man, a prophecy declaring Jesus. And so he asked him, Philip asked him, man, do you understand what you're reading right there? And, and, and the guy's like, I don't have anybody to teach me this. And he's like, Would you, come on, join me. So Philip gets up in the chariot. 
You know, he's like, all riding down to the chariot now. And he's, and he's, as he's cruising through there, they're reading Isaiah 53. And he's like, man, I don't understand all this stuff. Like, man, it's talking about this guy who's going to come, who's going to give his life. And, man, I love it. And I, I love what Philip, Philip does. He does what we should do. He pointed him to Jesus. He didn't have, like, a debate with him. And, like, well, I believe in the prophets of the, of the Lord. And Isaiah said, you know, that's Jesus. That's what he said. That prophecy that you, did, you just read is talking about a man named Jesus. And so he does this. He shares Jesus with him. He tells him the story of Christ. He shares the gospel with him. And for us, it's good news. And this guy said, man, this is good news for me. He puts his faith in Christ. And verse 36 says this. Now, as they went down the road, they came to some water. There it is. And the, and the eunuch said, see, here's water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. Who are we baptizing, man? Those who believe. And so again, he said, and he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still. Both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and baptized them. Not, it just, <laughs> baptize them, full immersion. Every time you see baptism in the Bible, it's full immersion. So we believe in that. That's why we do it that way. Number two, it's a direct commandment. This is something that God calls us to do. He tells us to do this. And again, getting wet won't save you. Please understand, getting wet won't save you. It is faith in Christ that will deliver you, but it is a commandment that he asks us to do. Matter of fact, man, we could hold you under there a while. Won't save you. I've had some parents who have teenagers getting baptized who have said, hey, pastor, I'll give you five bucks. If you will hold them under there just a little bit, not the $5 part. But, I mean, they're like, would you hold them under there a little bit longer? Just make sure it takes. All right, make cash out. Come on, I need to set one of those up. Amen. But, so again, it's not the water, but it's the command that God asks us to do. Jesus himself, in Matthew 28, he gives clear instruction. His last words, man, before he leaves, baptize them. Teach them. Man, I believe, again, both are equally important. It's so, it's so, it's so needed. And, man, we should be doing both as often as we can. And you see this on the day of Pentecost. Man, when the Holy Spirit comes onto the scene in Acts chapter 2, and we're going to talk about, man, later on in this series, why the Holy Ghost? Are you, I'm telling you, it's going to be fun. Why the Holy Ghost? But man, the Holy, the Holy Spirit shows up, comes onto the scene. Man, he changes and wrecks these guys. Then they're seeing changed lives. And then they say this, man, would you teach us? Would you tell us what's happening? So Peter, man, preaches Jesus to them. He preaches the gospel to them. He's telling them all of these things, and it's said in verse 37, and I love this. Now, when they heard this, man, when they heard this, and you should have a moment in time when this happened for you, and if it hasn't happened yet, I'm praying today it happens because this is what took place, man. When they heard about Jesus, when they heard this gospel message, it says when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. Amen. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do, man? What do we need to, what do, we need to do to have what you have to encounter who you've encountered? And then Peter said to them, repent, let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
So, man, it's from the get-go. Jesus said it. His apostles taught it. It's over and over that we see, man, we should get baptized. Now, who should do it? Number three is it's for believers only. All right, that's what we believe. It is for believers. It is those who have put their faith in Christ. And again, it's an example after example after example in the Scripture. It's those who have come to Christ, those who have said yes. They, they, they recognize something there has changed. And so, again, it, it is a decision that is made. We have some little ones that are getting baptized, and we always want to make sure, and we at least let the parents know and have conversations with them. Our, our faith kids, pastors, man, available to have conversations with them so that they know and understand, man, yes, you're saying yes to Jesus. It's why we don't. You may have seen this or come from a background where they have like infant baptism. We don't do that. Next week, we're going to have baby dedication, more of what we refer to as a family dedication, because that's really who's dedicating things is a family. But man, it's why we don't do it that way, because again, that child hasn't made a decision to believe in Christ yet. Now, we believe this. We believe that, man, we're going to pray over them. We're going to teach them. We're going to show them Jesus. And they're going to come to a place in time where they say yes to them themselves. And they get in the waters of baptism. And they surrender their life. But it is for believers. And you see it in Scripture over and over and over. That, man, is for those who have come to Christ who are baptized. So this is a question you should ask yourself. Are you a believer in Jesus? Have you surrendered your life to Christ? And if the answer to that is yes and you have not been baptized, you know what you should do today? Get baptized. Well, I don't bring clothes, Pastor. We got some for you. Amen. Or sign up for the next one. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't miss this. Because some of you may be like, man, you're talking a lot about this. Are you not kind of hinting that maybe I should get baptized if I haven't been? I'm not hinting at all, bro. I'm just telling you straight up, dude. I'm just telling you as clear as I can tell you, just as plain as I can make it. If you're in Christ, man, if you've suggested you should get baptized, man, it is incredible. So if you're wondering, is he trying to slide it in there? No, I'm throwing it in there as hard as I can throw it. Get baptized. Why? Because fourthly, it is an outward sign of an inward faith. Man, I love, I've actually come to believe, man, when it talks about that we are to confess uh, before me and God, we're supposed to do that. I used to think it was just simply like coming to an altar, standing up, raising your hand, coming forward. And I think those things are, are great. They're awesome. But I, I really believe after just digging deeper into God's word, growing in my faith even more, I believe like, man, this is a, this is a sign. Because they're like in moments where you can be like, oh, no, I'll say yes to Jesus. But bro, you had to make a conscious decision to walk up the steps, get into the water, sit down in this thing, let, let everybody see you in the room, let them even see you get wet, and let them see your hair kind of slip back looking good. And all you, that you had to make a conscious decision to do that. It's going to go out on live stream. It's people's going to see that. It's not something that, you, again, you just do by accident. Again, you are making a conscious decision. He said this, man, again, it's an outward sign, inward faith, Colossians 2.12. We are buried with him in baptism in which you also were raised with him through faith. It's our faith in Christ. It is our faith in him, in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Now, again, this is why it's so important. It's an outward show, again, of what God's done on the inside of you. And it's important. Last weekend, had a, had a wedding. And, man, during that wedding, man, there was a moment in time where the bride and the groom exchanged rings. Now, again, how many knows that you can wear a wedding ring and not be married? 
<laughs> yeah, see. And so you can, again, and, 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 and you can take it off. This ain't a marriage message, but uh, again, you can take it off, but if you've made a covenant, you're still married. But, but it, you, it is an outward sign. All right, so you can wear a ring all the time. You could get one tattooed on your finger. You could have it every day, but if you haven't made a covenant with that person. So we make a covenant vow. This is what, this is what it would, happens in a wedding. And so they make a covenant relationship. They enter into covenant bondage marriage, and it's beautiful. And so they do this. They put a ring on. So all the girls can see it, all the guys can see it, they can brag about it, talk about it, look at it, take pictures, post it on Instagram. They do it because it's an outward show of an inward covenant that has been made between husband and wife. And so, man, this is why we get baptized, and I love it. Number five is this. It is a statement to the world. It is a statement to the entire world world, man. And so again, man, you are testifying. Yeah, I got saved, man. Yeah, Jesus changed my life and I'm not ashamed of it. I'm excited about it, man. I'm excited about what Jesus did. This is what happened. If you read on in Acts chapter two, this was their response. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. Amen. I love it. And that day, about 3,000 souls were added to them. I'm praying for that day, man. Pastor, where are we going to put them? I don't know. There's a supernatural word and prophecy being given over this house. You're going to hear later, man. And I, I believe, again, he'll take care of that when the time comes. But, man, I want us to go out and do as much as we can, not be ashamed of it. Man, if you're getting baptized today, let the whole world know it. Take pictures, share it, post it, put it out there. But, again, you're letting them know. And, man, when we need to, man, they spend so many people come out of the closet. Man, the church needs to come out of the closet. Christians need to stand up. We need to step forward. We need to be bold. We need to make a statement to the world that is so important. And sixthly, why? Because this is what happens. The old is gone. The new has come. Oh, man. The old is gone. And the new has come. Man, I, I, I love it so much, man. Again, I've, there's so many testimonies of what God has done in this house. Each person who gets in the water today, we have a couple of first service. We have several in second service, man. But all of those, they have a story. They have a testimony that they're not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Man, they're thankful for what Jesus did. And it is a picture of what happened in their life, man, when the old passed away. And now they're new in Christ. I encourage you, man, I don't have time to break all of this down. But in Romans chapter 6, man, this is so good. Read this, man. But 3 through 11, verse 3 says, Or do you not know that as many as of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. 
Man, I'm not, like this is where we're begin. What happens, man? We say yes to him. We surrender our life to Christ. And, man, we're showing the world. And we believe this, man, that what happened, that we're going to go under, come up, change, man, because we walk in obedience to his word. It's a picture of what Christ does for us. He says, man, that that old is gone, the new life. It comes forth as a newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Oh, man, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. Think about it. Our old man was crucified with him and that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Come on, there's going to be freedom happen in this place today. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Oh, man, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin. Some of you may are like, man, why am I still struggling with this, Pastor? Man, have you died to that thing yet? Come on, have you let that thing go? But alive to God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Man, that's so cool. And this is what it is for us. It's a picture of what happens through baptism. And I love it. Jesus modeled it for us. He was a perfect example and picture for us. It was an intercessory act that he did. It was a level of obedience that he stepped into. It was the beginning of his public ministry. You know what I'm believing? I'm believing that everybody comes up out of the water today. This is going to be the beginning of their public ministry. Well, Pastor, they, I don't know if they've been to the have they been to the college yet? Have they been to the cemetery out of seminary? And uh, have they have they done all of those things? And do they have degrees? And I mean, all those things are awesome, awesome. They're so important. They're so good. TJ said, but you can have more degrees than a thermometer, and uh, and and not know Jesus, Amen. But but this is so important. But I, I love this, man. I believe, man, you come up, you're qualified. What? What if, Pastor, what, I, what if I get saved this morning? You mean I can, from right then, that today, I can tell people when I leave church about what happened to me today, I have, yes. Why? Old man passes away. <laughs> Behold, all things are made new in Christ. I love it, man. Would you stand please with me? I mean, I love this, and there are so many examples and pictures of baptism and scripture. There are things that we can look at, stories that we can study. But there's one that I believe that often gets overlooked. I think this thing gets missed sometimes in the scripture. And I think it's a prophetic picture of baptism for the church and for those who have put faith in Christ. And it's actually, it's the story of the children of Israel way back when they were in bondage in Egypt. Now this is, I mean, this story again, incredible. Man, they had been in bondage for so many years, 400 years. They had been in so much bondage. They were enslaved. They were in bondage to that place. 
And finally, we see through a course of events, they are let go. Pharaoh lets those people go and they begin to go. And it's, it's wild because, man, they have now been set free from Egypt. They have been set free from the bondage of slavery that they were in. But you know something? Read the story, man. Those Egyptians were still chasing them. I thought about that. He still chased them. And man, they were pursuing them. And then now they do this. They come to the Red Sea and they're like, man, these waters are here. What are we going to do? How are we going to get to the other side? They're coming up behind us. Man, we're very concerned right now, God. And a supernatural act takes place in the water. We see, man, where Moses stretches out the rod, it opens up. The disciples walk through on dry ground. There were estimated, theologians said, three million people who walked across on dry ground. And it's amazing. They came out. They went through the waters. And it was, it was wild. They stepped out of the water on the other side. And those waters that they walked through closed in behind them. And it says this, the Egyptians that were chasing them were drowned in the water. I, I, don't, I don't know, I, I just, I'm crazy enough to believe the Bible is true. That, man, it is a picture, man, for us. And there are things that I believe, man, that as we say yes to Jesus, as we surrender our life to Him, some of you have done that and you're saying, man, why am I still struggling? Man, there are Egyptians still after you. There, there are things that are still in pursuit of you. And man, I believe this, man, that as, as people are going to come up out of the water today, I believe there's going to be some dead Egyptians in the water. Amen. I believe there's going to be anxiety drowned in that water. I believe fear is going to go in that water. I believe past sins, failures, faults are going to drown in the waters of baptism today. I believe that today. Because why? Because man, it's a supernatural eye when we walk into God's Word. When we trust him for it and he did it this way and is a picture for us and those today who want to get baptized and surrender their life to Christ man and just and who have said yes to Jesus we're going to give you this opportunity right now to go ahead and step out and prepare if you need to get changed you can get changed and then I want you to do this bring your towel and we're going to meet Pastor Andrew over in the hospitality area just going to go through a little bit of instruction for you and man, you can be a part of this. But right now, I want you to do this. I'm gonna ask if you would to bow your heads, close your eyes. And if there's any today who will say, man, I, I've given my life to Christ, I haven't been baptized, man, this is your day. Stop by, go by the table, get clothes off there, get what you need. Well, it's for you. And you can get changed, you can join us over there. But right now, listen, even just setting baptism aside, the first part of this is for believers. Have you said yes? That Ethiopian eunuch said, yes. Those there in Salem, they said, yes. So his heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Listen, if you, if you, listen to, you have never surrendered fully everything over to Jesus, don't wait one moment. Not even about the baptism part, but right now, the first part, step part of coming to, to Christ, saying yes to Jesus right now. His heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you haven't never surrendered your life to Christ or you're not walking with him right now, you say, I need to recommit. I need to surrender everything to Jesus right now in this moment. Don't wait. If that's you, I want you to do this. Raise up your hand real high. Now, if they're here, I'm gonna pray with you. If I see a hand, I'm gonna stop what we're doing and say, say introduce you to Jesus. Hallelujah. Any hands? Hope I don't wanna miss it. Prayer team, help me. Leadership, help me, my Raise it up high if I see it, I don't know. 
Nothing to be ashamed of, nothing to be embarrassed of. Every Christian in this room came to a point where they said yes to Jesus. Raise it up high. Yeah. Yeah. We have prayer team that's going to be made available. Right now we're going to do this. We're going to get ready to celebrate baptism in just a few moments. If you need to get baptized, get the stuff, get changed, meet us in the hospitality room. The worship team ministers in song. We want to transition this way. We want to transition this way as people prepare to get baptized. We want to give you an opportunity to, to get prayer, to receive prayer today. Any reason, any reason. Right now, if you need prayer, as our prayer team begins to make their way to the front, if you need prayer for any reason, I want you to step out and join them here. And man, let's pray together. Let's go after God and let's celebrate what he's doing. Amen. And the Holy Spirit's dealing with you. You need prayer. You can talk to a prayer team. If you want to do that just individually, you can do that. This is a great opportunity to do so. But as they minister a song, let's worship Jesus. Let's honor the Lord. And in just a few moments, we're going to celebrate baptism. And that's what it's going to be, a celebration. When they come up out of the water, you let them know how excited you are about Jesus and what he's doing in their life. If you need prayer for any reason, you can join us now down front. Thanks again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you. If you need prayer, would like to support this ministry through your financial giving, or just want to learn more about Faith Renewed, please stop by faithrenewed.org.